KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. What's up, everybody? It's another Thursday night in the capital city of Des Moines. This is the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented, as always, by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Coming up on tonight's program, we're going to talk here in just a few moments with Ben Golan, who is the staff writer and recruiting analyst for RedRaiderSports.com, part of the Rivals Network. He covers the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who obviously will be coming uh, up to Ames on Saturday for 2.30 kick on ABC. And then after that, Chris Williams, Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, and Brent Bloom will make their picks We'll make their picks uh, ahead of another weekend of college football. And then to close out the show, I'll probably bounce some thoughts on this week's Big 12 schedule uh, off of uh, off my boy EZ, who's producing tonight's program. But now we're going to go to down to Lubbock to Ben Golan, who is on the phone with us. Ben, how's it going tonight? Hey, Jared. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, man. Um, so I... I think the first thing that I, I, I'm probably obligated to ask you about when it comes to this, this Texas Tech team is just what have you heard so far about the status for Alan Bowman, uh, going into, uh, going into Saturday and, um, and, and what do you think the chances are that, that he'll be back from the ankle injury that, that forced him to leave the game last week? Yeah, I think, um, it's, uh, it's going to be one of those game time decision, uh, type deals. I think, um, against Kansas State. Obviously, he was knocked out, but it was more of a pain tolerance thing, um, I'm led to believe, uh, as opposed to more, you know, more of a serious injury like he's had in the past. So um, I think he's going to try to go um, as the starting quarterback, but we'll see. Uh, Henry Columbi, the Utah State transfer, came in last week and played pretty well in his first action. So, um for tech fans, it's good to know that they have a guy capable of coming off the bench, you know, in case he's needed. Yeah, and I mean, I think that I listened to to Matt Wells's press conference that he did earlier in the week, and I think it was pretty clear from from what he and I, obviously, I mean, since they brought him, not technically brought him with them, but he came with them from Utah State. I think they have a lot of confidence in what Columbia's able to do. What What are the two biggest different, or what's the biggest difference, I guess, between uh, him and Allen um, as quarterbacks? Uh, you know, maybe for someone who who hasn't had a chance or didn't get a chance to watch Texas Tech and Kansas State last week. Yeah, Columbia uh, is definitely more mobile. I would say that's the biggest difference. Um, against Kansas State, he was able to to run for 40 yards, which isn't a huge number, but um, definitely a lot more than you know what Alan Bowman usually runs for. And he was able to to move the chains a couple times with his legs when you know when protection broke down or, or when the receivers were covered up. So I would say that's one thing that Columbia does do well is move around some, and and he can hurt you with his legs too. I'm interested to know just what the vibe is uh, in the Texas Tech. You know, fan base and um, down there around the program right now. I mean, after the way that the season has started, obviously I get a close win over Houston Baptist to start things off, but then the overtime loss to Texas. Uh, you know, a pretty tough game with Kansas State. Then uh, last week in Manhattan, uh, it. I don't know that 
contentious was the way that I would describe Matt Wells during his his press conference, but it seemed like he was really trying to be adamant about how much belief they have in what they're doing, Um, and it's almost like they're trying to uh, re-sow that belief in in some way. Is is that at all accurate? Is that kind of the, the sense that you've gotten as well? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's kind of, uh, you know, been the story of this program uh, for the last, you know, decade almost is they've been right there in a lot of games and for some reason or another just fail to finish games. Um, you mentioned the Texas game with, you know, Tech tech led by 15 with about three minutes left. And, and, and those are the kind of wins that, you know, Matt Wells and, and his staff, that you know, you have to finish those type of games and, and you can't turn the culture of a program around overnight, and, and they've gotten close, but um, the fan base definitely, you know, there's no moral victories, and so uh, they just, you know, want to start seeing some Ws at the end of the day. I think the thing that jumped out to me the most when I was just looking at the statistics uh, for Texas Tech as I was preparing for the, the game is just, you know, obviously you always know that Texas Tech's going to be able to throw the ball, and, and that was probably more with the previous regime, but I think even, you know, Coach Wells has, has shown in, uh, over time that, you know, his offenses are going to be explosive in that sense. But it, it seems like they're running the ball better this year than they have um, probably in five, six years. And I, I mean, the, a big piece of that is uh, Sir Roderick Thompson, who's their, their leading rusher. Uh, what, how has that offense evolved in year two under, uh, under Coach Matt Wells? Yeah, just uh, more some more familiarity, of course, be going to year two. I think uh, you mentioned they're running the ball better. They have four really good running backs, um, whereas last year they they started off with three solid ones, but they had a couple injuries. Um, but you mentioned Sir Roderick Thompson. He, he had over 700 yards last year as a freshman. They moved Xavier White over uh, from slot receiver to running back, and and he went over 100 last week at Kansas State. And then they brought in uh, Chidarius Townsend, who's a transfer from Alabama. He was a highly recruited uh, prospect who just didn't work out at Alabama. And uh, Taj Brooks was a highly rated freshman who, who they just signed as part of the 2020 class. So the depth at running back is a lot better. And um, just as far as the overall offense and, and running the ball, they return all three interior starters at, at guards and, and center positions. So that's helped them too. Yeah, and I know that they you mentioned it there, they had to replace both of those tackles. How have the guys that have um, had to slide in there early in the season, how have they performed? Um, have they been happy with what they've they've seen from those guys so far? Yeah, at, at right tackle is Josh Berger. He's a transfer from Wofford. He was an all-conference player in that conference, and, and he's played pretty well through three games. I think, uh, you know, he, Nothing more could have been expected out of him. And that left tackle, it's kind of been more of a rotation. Um, starting is Ethan Card, who's a junior college signee. And then behind him is a true freshman, uh, pretty surprising, Caleb Rogers. Um, I don't think many people expect a true freshman left tackle to come in and play. But um, by all accounts, he had a very good uh, you know, training camp, and, and he's earned it too. And, and uh, he's played some snaps these first few games. And so... I expect uh, to see him uh, in there again on Saturday. Coach Wells, when he when he got to Lubbock, he obviously had a pretty sizable um, 
I don't even know how best way to put it, but he had a big hole to dig himself out of on the uh, on the defensive side of the football. Uh, the, statistically, the team does not look has not played very well on that side so far this season. What have you just seen from that Texas Tech defense? Maybe what do they do well, uh, and and what are some things that they're really going to be looking to shore up here? Yeah, uh, Wells brought in and, and his staff. They brought in a ton of transfers this off season. Uh, you look at guys uh, like. Krishan Merriweather, who was a junior college guy, or Colin Schooler from Arizona, Brandon Boyer-Randall from Michigan State, or Eric Monroe from LSU. Uh, all those guys are seeing a lot of snaps. And and so it, it makes sense that the first few games, I, and, and several of those guys, for example, Schooler and Monroe didn't even show up until a couple of weeks before the season. So it, it makes sense that they start off a little slow. I think, you know, just acclimating to the system and and all that. But um, as far as what they do well, I would say the, the strength of the defense is at the linebacker position. Uh, I mentioned a couple of those guys earlier, but, but you throw in Rico Jeffers, who, who is a senior and has played a lot of Big 12 football. Um, Kosai Eldridge, uh, he, he's played pretty well. He was a, a junior college addition last year as well. So um, I, I would say linebacker is a strength in, in kind of stopping the run. Um, Pass defense has been a struggle. Houston Baptist uh, torched them, um, and then Texas made their crazy comeback. Uh, you know the following game, so uh, I would say that's where they need to, to improve a lot. Um, and and Purdy's had a lot of success against Texas Tech in recent years, so um, they'll they'll have to fix that if they want to have a chance on Saturday. Yeah, no. It- I mean, uh, Matt Wells really reiterated several times just how much respect he has for for Coach Matt Campbell, Brock Purdy, and um, the entire Iowa State program. But it one of the things that stuck out to me was just him talking about when he got into the league, he looked at Iowa State and it's like, that's the kind of program that we want to be. Um, do you see, you know, as, his, as it goes along in his tenure, is Texas Tech kind of going to try and work away from – you know, the, the air raid and, and all that kind of stuff, what they had with, with Cliff Kingsbury and maybe try and get to, I don't even know the best way to put it, more closer back to the mean, I guess, especially on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, and you can see that actually on both sides of the ball. Uh, specifically on offense, you, you mentioned air raid, but now they'll play 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, and three receivers. They'll be in that formation the whole game, um, every single snap, and, and they don't really shy away from that. So, uh, whereas before, you know, Cliff and his staff didn't really play with a tight end at all. And then defensively, you know, Tech runs a, a three-down, you know, system, kind of a three-three-five look. Uh, I think similar to Iowa State, but uh, where they differ is Tech will play with four linebackers. Whereas I know Iowa State likes to maybe throw an extra DB or two in there, um, so yeah, I, I think um, on both sides of the ball, I think you know Iowa State's been a program that's won a lot in recent years, and and they did it quickly uh, under Matt Campbell. So uh, I think that's where you know that admiration for for Coach Campbell comes from. All right, the last thing that I, I've got for you, and then I'll, I'll let you go. We're talking to Ben Golan from Red uh, RedRaiderSports.com. dot com. Just what is your What's your feeling on this game? I mean, what I, I don't necessarily expect you to make a prediction or anything like that, but uh, you know, what do you what do you think are going to be maybe some keys for Texas Tech and and just what's the vibe that you have uh, ahead of Saturday? Yeah, uh, obviously this matchup has been a, a tough one uh, ever since Coach Campbell got to Iowa State. He he's four and zero against Texas Tech, I believe, and 
and Iowa State's definitely trending up after the last uh, two weeks of, of games for them. Um, I would say some of the keys for Texas Tech are just not shooting themselves in the foot on both sides of the ball. Um, you can't turn the ball over, obviously. I think uh, in three of the last four games against Iowa State, the Cyclones have had a pick six. You know, you, you just can't have that stuff. You want to have a chance to win the game. And then defensively, Tech really struggled last year in covering the tight ends and, and stopping the running game. Um, so I would say those are probably the two keys there on defense. Is they have to find a way to, to slow down Brees Hall and Charlie Crowar and, and all those guys. Ben, I appreciate you taking some time to, to talk to us. Everybody can find his work at, at RedRaiderSports.com, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get to watch a good game Saturday afternoon. Thanks, Jared. Uh, thank you for having me. Yep, for sure. It's been Ben Golan from RedRaiderSports.com. He covers the uh, covers the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Easy, I'll bring you in here just for a couple minutes. Uh, I have to say right off the bat that uh, you and I were about spot on with everything that we were thinking from the Big 12 games mm-hmm. uh, last week. Obviously, the main one was being that, that game against Oklahoma, but... Um, w- I guess what what are your feel what's your feel for Iowa State and Texas Tech on Saturday? I don't know. It it feels like a game that in years past Iowa State would I don't want to call it a trap game, but it feels like one of those games that they'd go in a little bit overconfident. Iowa State kind of has that reputation that they will they can be giant slayers. They can come up with some huge wins on the road against big ranked programs and then they stumble against some lesser competition and to be 100% honest it's fair to think back and go that happened already this year mm-hmm. i have a feeling that I, I i don't fear that as much as i would in years past i feel like matt campbell has this team so dialed in they know what's at stake i don't think that in years past when they'd have those big wins but then have some some bad losses there wasn't as much at stake. Right now, Iowa State isn't just thinking, let's have an eight, maybe even a nine-win season. You know, in years past, they thought, let's go out and get an eight-win, nine-win season, get a good bowl game, be in the running. Right now, they're like, we can win the Big 12. Yeah, The Big 12 is there for the taking, and the, there's nothing to stop us. We, we don't need anybody's help. We just need to win the games in front of us. So because of that, I, I, I don't want to seem overconfident. I can be overconfident. I'm in media. Right. I don't think those guys are. I think they're like, let's go out there. Let's take care of business. So that way, in the fourth quarter, this doesn't have to be a we're sitting on on you know pins and needles trying to close this one out. We can get away comfortably and then maybe talk about, all right, now, how about getting some guys who maybe haven't seen the field much this uh, this year? Get those guys some reps. Let the the starters start again. I don't I don't want to sit here and say Iowa State blows them away on Saturday, but I also feel like that's a very good possibility. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I mean, it's just like I said at, during the show last week. At, you know, if they beat Oklahoma, you're not necessarily in. It's like a Big Twelve championship game or bust type situation, but. I mean, if you can get this win on on Saturday, you know you go into a bye week feeling really good. You're three and zero, and the reality is that when you come back in two weeks, 
you have what could be a, a massive game on the road down in Stillwater with the Oklahoma State Cowboys and uh, two teams that, I guess, depending on what happens with Baylor uh, after the news that came out earlier today, uh, two teams that potentially could be 3-0 and in Big 12 play at that point. So, all right, we'll talk more about the Big 12. Uh, we'll talk Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, TCU, maybe some other college football, just bounce around to, to some other different topics. When we come back in the third segment, but coming up next on the Cyclone Fanatic radio program, we're going to throw it over to Chris Williams. He sat down with, uh, sits down with Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, and Brent Bloom to make their picks of the week when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now 106.3 FM. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NM. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. This year has brought challenges unlike any other, but if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in times of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, an initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have participated, including 30,000 first-time donors. The gifts thus far total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's cream liqueur. 
Cycle Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Rowe. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company, and go Cyclones. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams from CycloneFanatic.com. I'm here today on behalf of my friends at the Iowa Clinic. I want you to go to the iowaclinic.com. That's iowaclinic.com. And get information on your annual flu vaccine. With the COVID-19 pandemic ongoing, we got to do what we can to protect our immune systems from diseases like the flu. Fortunately, there's a good way to do it. It's the flu vaccine. So here's your phone number. 515-875-9000. Give them a call to schedule it. Or you can go on and schedule an appointment online at iowaclinic.com. The Iowa Clinic has offices in West Des Moines or where I go, in Ankeny. I'm Chris Williams reminding you, get that flu shot. It's more important this year than ever. This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Hour here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive every Thursday here on KXNO. We'll uh, give Jared Stansbury a break for a segment and uh, bring in Brent Bloom, Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And uh, we will do our picks now. Tim, um, you know... Tim's the sponsor. He canceled the picks last week. That's not really fair. Well, I mean. It was a group effort. That's not really fair. Well, you were the one out of town. We yeah. We were trying to line up a time to get you on the Zoom. Yeah. And we couldn't do it. Because I balled you guys. Yeah. Look, I was, I was too busy for you guys. It's okay. You know, vacation is necessary, especially during these COVID times. Um, People should take more vacation. I was down playing TPC in uh, Scottsdale. Wow. Yeah. You played TPC? I did. Wow. So how did uh, yeah, 17 go? It's 16. 16. How did 16 uh, go for you? I'll tell you what. I, uh, ignorant. I thought the stadium was up year-round. It's not. Uh, and that was kind of a bummer. But I'll tell you what. It, if you're there, the hole is so small, 
when you think about what that is with a stadium around, it'll blow your mind. I couldn't, I, I couldn't see where they would put bleachers. That's the drunk hole, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I bogeyed it. Hole! I bogeyed it. I did my classic uh, Tim Mullen. I, I carried the green. Mashed potatoes! Yeah. <laughs> I carried the green and then three-putted, three-putted. for a uh, bogey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good for you. How was, how, how, how was the golf game down in another state? Uh, good. Good. Uh, first good. day, good. Had some libations a bit too early. Yeah, that's... Libations are drinks for you, Chris. Yeah, no, I get it. I yeah, get right? it. Yeah. Uh, so, but that was a blast. Met some guys down there, and then the next day we, we golf with a gentleman uh, named uh, Ted from St. Louis, who was a scratch golfer. Shot a 75 at TPC. Wow. And the next guy See, was Matt from Arkansas. Off. I wouldn't even be able to do yeah. it. Like, I... I shot 98. Oh, but I had two, that's not bad. I had two snowmen. Give me that back. I'll take a 92. That's that's not bad there. Not bad. Pretty happy. What do we have going on right now at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive? Guys, there's a lot of stuff. It's it's, it's a fun time right now. We're, we're at that time of year where we're we're getting back close to the holiday season. It's a it's a feel in the air. It's a sniff yep. in the breeze. It's a, you know, we're, we're getting there back in fall. But some great deals going on right now. We have, uh, you know, LG Power Pair offer right now uh, through November 2nd where you can save up to $200 with mail-in rebate. Uh, Purchase on eligible LG OTR microwaves and double ovens. Uh, There's also a KitchenAid make-it-your-own deal going on until the end of the year, which is uh, save up to $1,700 on select KitchenAid major appliance bundles. Uh, so if you're looking for a, a full kitchen package, KitchenAid is a great option. You know, a lot right of people, now. they they saved up the uh, stimulus money, and they're just sitting on it waiting for yep. these deals. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the thing is, is if you're home a lot and it's where you're staying right now, take care of it. You know, enjoy what you're doing there. Yeah. Uh, again, we also, you know, well, I talked about this uh, recently is, is, you know, a lot of people redoing flooring, things like that. It's also fall national care stand month uh, until November 2nd. So whole house standard install installation. Uh, with carpet and pad, six freeze, good stuff from Karistan, the great, great company we do a lot of business with. So, you know, take care of your home. You're hanging out there a lot. Let's have fun with it and, uh, you know, come yeah. in and see us and we'll yeah, take care of you. Go check out that great. new showroom, man. It's awesome. It's beautiful. It's awesome. I'm having a lot of fun. All awesome. right. Let's have some fun and talk some college football here. Is the uh, first place Cyclones will be hosting Texas Tech on Saturday, but we mm-hmm. have some other games mm-hmm. going on. Tim, I will let you... Lead us into the picks. These are blind picks tonight. They are. I'm not blind. We have not seen what's coming our way. And, gentlemen, I must apologize. Uh, I couldn't have disconnected more in the last week. Good for you. I shut kid. my email off. Man. I shut my Microsoft Teams announce. I mean, if it was on my phone, notification. Interesting off. that you use Microsoft Teams. We do Slack. Yeah, but that's no, right. that's okay. But I'm just I, I I'd like to hear what Microsoft Teams is all about. Well, Teams of, works well. A lot of smaller operations use Slack. It's okay. Yeah, Teams. Uh, is, the hell is that supposed to be? Oh, that oh big Berkshire oh. Hathaway. We use Microsoft. Yeah. No, Teams has the the video. I don't think I could have been more passive aggressive. <laughs> Teams has yeah, a lot of small things. Yeah. Teams has video integration in it as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. No, that's great. But I shut all that off because uh, Tuesday at about three thirty, out of office, done. Good for you. Didn't check it, so uh, that's why I missed it last week, guys. And and I didn't update the game, so I owe you an update. I know coming into last week, you two were tied for first, and I was in last. So Ouch. we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, and I'll update the games from last week. We'll be way ahead next. But this week, I got some fun games. Okay, okay let's hear it. All right, here go. we go. Let's get after it. We're going to get some top 25s right off the bat here. Uh, this is an SEC battle brewing here, gentlemen. Uh, we have number 14 at number three, Georgia, with Georgia favored by 12 and a half. 
Who who's number fourteen? Number fourteen, Tennessee. Tennessee. They're back. And what's the line? It's twelve and a half. Georgia at home. Oh. Georgia. Right, I want George, lock. All right, Georgia lock. They uh, humbled Auburn. Yeah, Georgia. Tennessee's not as good as Auburn. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Georgia. That seems. This is easy. that should be closer to seventeen. Yeah, I'm. I might bet that right now <coughs> before it moves. Okay, before it goes over two touchdowns. That seems seems low. That's ridiculous. I will bet it right now as well. But for Tennessee, wow. wow. Have you guys watched them this year? I, I've seen the scores. They're talented, guys. They're they're talented, and here's the deal: no doubt in my mind after beating Auburn that Georgia is looking past that. Twelve and a half is really two touchdowns. They're going to have to get there to cover it. Or, you know, touchdown two field goals. So give me the points. Uh, Tennessee on the road. Upstart Tennessee. How does that sound weird? Okay. Upstart Tennessee. Yeah, well, they, yeah. they've sucked for a long time. Uh, next one here. Uh, do you guys know who the head coach at the Old Miss is? Main Man Lane. Lane. Oh, do you know who he used to be a coach for? It's Nick Saban. Okay. Okay, so we have number two, Alabama at Old Miss. Alabama favored by 23 and a half. Do you think Kiffin cares about this game? Yes. Yeah, but so does, so Nick. does the other guy. Um, yep. there, there's actually some thought from some from some insiders that oh. Alabama's next target for head coach is Lane Kiffin. Makes sense. I don't know if I believe Really? That. It seems a little bit of a weird... Apparently, they, apparently, that's their next target. Over Dabo? Well, assuming you can't get Dabo. Like why would Dabo leave? Why would now? Dabo leave yeah, Clemson? I, mean, but I think they've moved on from Dabo. Why would Coach the, K leave Duke? Like why Saban, would you do that? Does Saban dislike Kiffin? I think there was a falling out with the. Uh, it's the like, prodigal son, man. Isn't Saban going to like pick his replacement at some point? He'll probably have a say in it. Maybe, maybe they don't get along. Yeah, maybe isn't Tom Kiffin Herman the prodigal son? Honestly, <laughs> so twenty three and a half for a team that doesn't play defense is not much. Yeah. So I'll take Alabama. I would take Alabama too. Love it, Jeff. yeah. I, because they don't, they don't stop anybody. They can put up some points. Bama, yeah, and Bama's basically the, playing a Big Twelve offense now. Yep. I'm so sick. Like, by the way, I'm about to lose my about, about stuff. Yeah. There's so many idiots out there commentating on college football these days. I just want to scream. I feel like there's a camera on us. Are right you now? talking to us? No, I'm just saying, like, the whole... The, so, Bama is... That's the best thing you've ever... There's a whole bunch of idiots talking about college football. Well, Bama's... As uh, we sit here and talk Averaging 9.9 yards per play right now. Yeah. Whereas all the... Like, the, I think, like, the... Nah, whatever. Yeah, I know. You, I, you hey, man, it. I've been... We've been fighting this battle for eight I'm years. Just, I'm so uh, just to be clear, uh, Lane Kiffin here, happily, okay. every day. Every I day. hope so. I hope you're right. I hope... I, I, I actually... I, Ole Miss is... I'm a... They're... Fun They're team. By far my favorite SEC program, so go for it. Yeah. I like Mississippi State. Oh, yeah, Leach. Air I forgot about it. I'm a, just a big fan of the state of Mississippi. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, man, uh, we're going up a so. Yeah. Up a so. Okay, uh, last big uh, top 25 quarrel here. Uh, we have number seven, Miami, gaining ground at number one, Clemson. This, Clemson, 14 and a half. There's a hook there, gentlemen. This is my lock. Okay, go. Um. At fourteen and a half, Clemson all day every yeah, day. Yeah, Clemson. Don't too. don't even yeah, don't, don't overthink this. Yeah, Clemson by thirty five. Don't overthink it. It's Miami's Miami's the the hot little thing going, but you play the hot little thing. Well, let me get because they got King and they're you know oh. they've been fun and sorry no. I was going a whole different direction. No. Yes, you were. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Not like not happening. Sorority. There's nothing to do with oh, okay. that. No, Tim, who do you it, like in this it, one? I'm with you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, your original statement. Don't overthink this one. Yeah, I think uh, we want the we want the woman with brains, not the hot little thing. <laughs> that's right. We want the established. Oh, it has nothing to do with that. I'm saying just, just saying hey, the hot topic. I'm saying that's what it football. sounded like, Bloom. Okay, okay. Let's get to some Big Twelve action here, guys. Uh, unranked the both varsity teams. teams. Unranked both teams, but I th- I think this is. I, I can't wait to watch this game. Kansas State at TCU. TCU by eight. This game has more. This game has way more um, implications Inter- yeah. in the Big Twelve than I know Oklahoma and Texas does. I was looking at the games tonight, and I was like, I don't. Do I throw this game in here? I started thinking about it, and I so watched TCU, it's and it's I watched K State. It's at eight. It's at eight right here. Uh, when this was at ten, I would have taken Kansas State. I'll yeah. I'll take TCU. I. Um, I think TCU is underrated, and again, at, at ten, I would have rolled Kansas State. That's what it opened at. But I, this one, if it keeps going down, this seems like a reverse play. Like Bloom, like I, we, Bloom and I were texting last week, and we were wrong. But we we thought at the beginning of the week TCU was a really good play against Texas, right? And yeah. but that number got so low, yeah. that you almost have to play the opposite to play the odds. That's what I will do here. I have full faith in Chris Kleiman, but they have a quarterback problem right now. And I'll I'll say TCU wins this by 13. We have picked every game the same, but I agree. Wow. I think um, TCU is the second best team, third best team in the conference. I wish people on the radio could have saw your face when you said well, I'm that. Oklahoma State. It was that like, Meh! Oklahoma State's there. But I think TCU is seeing him in person. They've got talent all over the place. And I think they're just better than K-State. Okay. Especially with the quarterback issues. Tim? Yeah. You know, I uh, so Max Duggan, uh, we were watching in Arizona. I don't know if I guess told He's you I was Arizona this last yeah, week playing golf, hanging out by the pool. Your body's been kissed by the sun. Thank you. That's very nice of you, Zach Ramban. Uh, man, he's fun to watch. You know, they started he's, out the year. Are you talking and, about Zach uh, Brown or Max Duggan? Both. <laughs> Extremely talented gentlemen. Uh, but whoever the quarterback started the first game for TCU, and it just wasn't a matter of time before they went, uh, Max, can you go in now? Are you feeling healthy? Let's go. Yeah. Are you okay from that heart surgery? Yeah. Yeah. Are you good to go? And he is just. Uh, you know, my buddy that I was with down in uh, Arizona, big Iowa fan, and I kept going, we could have had this uh, in Iowa, and he, he went another way, and he's like, you know, it was just impressive to watch the guy yep, play. So He's very good, yep. and I think they're, with him at the quarterback, I think they're better. Than, so you, you right yeah, with you right as well. Yeah, yeah, I hate agreeing with you again, but I will. Uh, okay, next one here is unranked. Okay, unranked yeah. Oklahoma. <sighs> This is tough. I want to reiterate, unranked Oklahoma at number 22, Texas, two and a half in the Red River. I don't know how Texas is Are they still playing ranked. this? It's in Dallas. It's at the Cotton Bowl. Okay. It's at the Cotton Bowl. Thank you. The, yep. it, I, guys, I would not put your money on this game. I, I just – Herman's so good as an underdog. We all know that narrative. I Watching the two teams a lot, I think Oklahoma's better. I think Oklahoma's a better team than Texas, but – Man, yeah, this is the I hate this game of the week. They're not bad, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, no, they're 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 a good football team. Absolutely, I'll take Oklahoma. I mean, I don't like I don't like picking 
Yeah, it's not it's a fun game. I, I, don't feel, like, I don't feel good about it. I threw it. this in there strictly for the, well, first of all, it's Oklahoma and Texas, and we got to have it in there, but it, it, unranked Oklahoma. Yeah. So I, um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Texas. I'm going to go with Texas here. Yeah, really? I don't feel good about it. Oklahoma's going 0-3. Well, that's why I don't feel good about it. But I just, I think Tom needs it. I think he's been obviously preparing for this game all summer. That's a good point. He needs to win this game. And they can still win the Big 12. Right. Lincoln doesn't need to win this game. He obviously is feeling some pressure. But Tom, Which team do you think is better after watching them? I think Oklahoma is, but so but I. also Ellinger is just more experienced in this game. I, I, I would worry about Rattler in that environment. Yeah. No, I, I, and I don't even know what that environment is going to be. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I uh, and I think way. I think Tom Tom gets fired if he doesn't win this game. On the spot? Really? No, not on the spot, oh. but it's just like that. it's the beginning of the end. Wow. See, the interesting side about it is I think Lincoln Riley has to show that he can – Take a guy like Rattler and help him perform. Yeah, that kid's going to be really good. He'll win a high school. Yeah, I know, but I, I but saw. Yeah, I know, but you go I saw a tweet three. this week that said it was like in quotes like Lincoln Riley saying, "Well, somebody please send me a already developed quarterback, please. I need him now." <laughs> and and that's one of those things. Like, can, can he yeah. develop a guy or not? And can he get him ready? And so, to me, See, I think that I, he has to put a ton of time into this week to give him legitimacy. To be the guy that can get this going, and so you know, for that reason, I'm I'm running Oklahoma okay. here. Uh, That's a, this is the tough one. I yeah. I'm a little bit frustrated that all these games are morning or afternoon games. Yeah, all three of the Big Twelve. So games. it's actually making me kind of not want to go to Ames. I, it's a great morning afternoon for TV viewing. Yeah, because I hope the the one in Ames can isn't I, very close. Can I watch the games and then come do reaction in the press box? Sure. You, you, you got to get there by about Here's 6 what o'clock. You can do, okay? Here's what you can do. You go to Nebraska Furniture Mart, get yourself a quality TV for the vehicle, get yourself a dish to go, <laughs> set yourself up in the parking lot, take the Cyclone Fanatic pickup. No, they'll, pick up. they'll they, kick me out. Get, yeah, maybe no uh, can't tailgate. Find the, find the Target. You can be yeah. in the Target. Okay. No, don't go to Target. We don't, yeah. Just don't be spreading ideas here, boy. I don't know. I got a feeling that with your experience, you know, somewhere in Ames, you could park that and sit and watch it and be right there after. You are probably correct. I think you know a few people. All right. What last game, I assume, is Iowa State and Texas Tech? So, last game is Texas Tech at Iowa State, number 24. First place Cyclones, baby. Number 24, Iowa State, gentlemen. Unranked Texas Tech coming in. No air raid this time. Iowa State favored by 12.5 at home. Versus I, Texas Tech. Big win last time. Lots of expectations. Will they come out and follow up with a 12 and a half? I will take the points. Okay. Texas Tech has a long history of covering the spread, even yeah. in losses under Matt Wells. My my favorite play is, and this could show up on my Friday afternoon lock segment. I'm, I'm still putting that together. Yeah. I love the under in this game. It's at, I, Last I saw it was at 65. Yeah, it's crazy. That seems nuts to me. Um, you got a couple of... No. This is... Do you see me, the 12 and a half move them by game time, do you think? I think it'll finish around there. Yeah. I think it'll finish around there. Maybe it'll get down to 11. That's exactly the number I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, but, like, I just, Bloom, this screams to me like a 27-20, uh, 31-24. I mean, it could. Um, 
I'm with Bloom. I, or I, I'm with uh, your Bloom. He's C-Dub. I'm yeah. with C-Dub, by the way. Here, here's okay. how I see this. I think Iowa State's got the better offense. I think Iowa State has the better defense. And I'm sure special teams are a wash. And I don't... If they have quarterback issues as well, I think this thing is a Brock Purdy, I'm back and quit mm. questioning me type of statement game. Because I think what... Can I make a really quick statement, though? Have yeah. you watched them? I have. I think the backup's better than both. Okay. Well, cl- For whatever. Columby or The only reason I said that, he's dual threat. Yeah. So, okay. like, That's fine. Iowa State's defense doesn't and, and do Bloom, as well against guys. Does, That's does the only point press, I'm Does he press to prove that? Uh, no. So, no. Here's what's going to happen. I think Tech has to add extra people up front to stra- yes. stop Brees Hall. And this is now... Throw it over the when top. When you just... Yeah, you yeah. just have a big day through the air, and I. Text- so, is this like Monroe? Like we I, all thought the under in that game. That's why the- I would be. I would be worried. I mean, but you know, Matt uh, Campbell. That's the thing. Matt's he, not going to. He doesn't mind grinding it out. However, I think Tech because what Iowa State has done against Tech uh, last year, actually, a couple of years, especially last year. I mean, I think Hall had like 30 carries in that game, and they just kept pounding away. Yeah, he had, he went like, crazy. That you, was his coming out yep, party. You've got to you got to think that Wells is going to adjust and start bringing more people up, and that's why I think you just you get a bunch of plays over the top. So I think it could be this could be like a 40 point plus Iowa State offense on Saturday. All right, I'll take so I'll take Iowa State. You going Iowa State? All right, play that under. Even if Iowa State scores 40, but it's gonna be it's gonna be warm. It's gonna be even if Iowa State nice. scores 40, like. I mean, you're giving Texas Tech 25. Yeah. That's a lot with Campbell. I just, just yeah, I, you're, you're, I think we both have good points here. Yes, I just maybe this, don't be as confident as I am. Is what Bloom said. I think this thing, this thing could end up like 45-21. All right, it'll be a fun game to watch. Well, this will be a fun weekend, Tim. You set the tone nicely, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. again. I apologize for not caring in the last week, like at all. So I'll get the picks. Don't worry, I'm sure we sold some TVs for you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Clark. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good reasons to come in right now. Uh, a, a lot of good offers coming in, and come see us for your floor and your KitchenAid stuff. Your uh, TVs, it's a good time. So. He's the great Tim Mullen. Uh, you can just average, call me the awesome average game picker, <laughs> above average human being, two time national champion game picker. Uh, he's Brent Bloom. You can hear him on the radio network all day Saturday. All right, guys. Well, uh, wait. You know what's so funny? Just real quick. Sorry, I just How, got an inappropriate text message. What's just really anticlimactic right now without Gary Patterson taking us in and out? <laughs> yeah. Like I think we need to have music <laughs> every <laughs> week. Because <laughs> take a step back, take a step back, <laughs> so, take I mean, a look at your life. Yeah. Next week, yeah. children. All right, let's really focus on some music next we'll, week. We'll go back then. to Stansbury and see what he's got cooking coming up next. Right. It's the Psycho and Fanatic Radio Show. Here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hey, y'all. Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive.
Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero down sign and drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. This year has brought challenges unlike any other. Challenges impacting every one of us in some way. But if there's one thing we can count on, it's that cyclones come together in time of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will benefit every aspect of the university, cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 30,000 first-time donors. These gifts total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign, now in its final year, has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size, and the impact is seen across campus. During these challenging circumstances, the generosity of Iowa State donors is what keeps the heart of campus beating. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa Pork Producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. 
The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. I'm that, yeah. Been that, still that, will forever be that, forever be that. This has got me hyped. Shout out to Zamora for uh, bringing the the good jams tonight here on uh, the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. Jared Stansberry. Thanks to Chris Williams, Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive and, and Brent Bloom for giving me a little bit of a break there during the during the second segment. Thanks again to uh, Ben Golan, who joined us from Texas or from RedRaiderSports.com to talk about Texas Tech back in the first segment. If you missed that, you'll be able to be able to find it on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network uh, Friday morning. I want to remind everybody too that I think that we're yeah starting at eleven thirty on Saturday. Uh, I'll be live with with Jeff Woody for the Cyclone Fanatic Tailgate Show, powered by the Iowa Pork Producers. We'll be going even further into Iowa State and Texas Tech ahead of uh, ahead of that game at two thirty Saturday afternoon at Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, easy, at, I mean it's obviously a, a only a three game Big Twelve slate this week. There'll be the two games next week. Lucky for Baylor, lucky for Kansas. They don't have to play this week. Uh, hopefully, you know the Bears will be able to get the the COVID nineteen. Um, outbreak that's under control or that is uh, running through their program right now under control so that they're able to play Oklahoma State next week and then uh, Kansas um, I saw that Les Miles tested positive today and uh, hopefully he'll be able to be on the sidelines against West Virginia next Saturday yeah uh, and that, that, that's one of those where I think a lot of people are like hey if you're going to get it you pick the right time and while that's yeah. true I mean just in the limited experience that I've had talking to people, I can't imagine. I think there are a lot of people right now that are thinking, okay, so Cam Newton of the New England Patriots has it and got it a couple of weeks ago. And the thought is, all right, well, he won't be contagious after two weeks, so he can come back two weeks later. And it's like, you don't necessarily know that because I've got to imagine that it it's going to be tough for an NFL or a college football player to say, all right, I'm really not going to be able to practice for those weeks. Right. I'm fatigued. I don't have every... And that's how, honestly, that's an easy way that people could get hurt. Is If the, if you're not game ready for football, you can't you can't go in and go, all right, well, uh, I'm, I'm not 100% and I'm not ready to get hit or hit other people, but let's give this a go. Like That, that could be disastrous. Yeah, and that's where I think eventually we could end up maybe commending... The Big Ten on their plan because if you're uh, if you are out with a positive test, I don't know if it applies to contact tracing as well, but you have to sit out for 21 days. Uh, I don't know what the rule is about returning to practice. If you have to be, you can't practice for that entire 21 days, or if maybe there's a certain period, and then you can come back to practice, but you can't play in a game. Or I don't know exactly what that rule is, but uh, that would, I guess, you know, in theory, hopefully uh, uh, eliminate some of those concerns. But I mean, I just. The problem is, like with Baylor, I don't know how many kids they've already had test positive. I want to say, I mean, it's I think it's double digits, and yeah. at least that are out with contact tracing. 
I mean, I, I just don't know. You know, you don't practice the rest of this week. Who knows when you can get back to practice next week and uh, how many people are going to be out because it still probably is pretty early in the uh, in that process for them. So I don't know, man. I mean, it's it. this is probably going to be one of those first situations where we really get an understanding of how these rules can impact things. And um, I don't know that it would be in Iowa State's favor or not if Oklahoma State didn't play a game for two weeks. But, uh, you know, I guess we could potentially find out. But, um, yeah, hopefully they're able to get that back under control. And I would be interested to know, too, uh, what it was that maybe led to that outbreak if there were some guys that went to the bar or something like that after their game last Saturday. Yeah, and, you know, I, I talked about this on, on Monday, but – in 2020, there are just going to be times where things are unfair. Yeah. You could look at it from both sides. You could look at somebody saying, all right, well, in essence, the team got a bye week before they played us. And then from the team that had the, you know, COVID-19 uh, going through their locker room, then obviously it's an unfair advantage to them. There are going to be times where you're out players in crucial games and the thought process is, well, at least there's still a season and it's not going to be completely fair. Life's not fair. And it's who's right. I mean, you have that every year with injuries, even in a non pandemic year. So, well, and the thing I think maybe we, because they, they constructed the schedules in a way to try and counteract these types of situations. The thing we maybe didn't factor in is what happens. if someone has an outbreak in the middle of their bye week you know, because that was kind of the point was it's like, all right, well, if someone, you know, has a game canceled or whatever, then we'll take the game and we'll move it to the bye week. This is the bye week. And, uh, that's just where, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it is what it is at this point, but, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to follow here in the, in the coming days because it will be probably one of the first true, uh, you know, tests of these rules and the protocols and stuff like that, at least that we've seen in the Big 12 and how it can impact the rest of the conference schedule. All right, let's take a look at these two other two games. Talked about Texas Tech and Iowa State a little bit earlier, but um, I mean, I, I truly think, and, and I think you heard Brent and Chris and, and Tim talk about it a little bit during the previous segment. I mean, this Kansas State and TCU game on uh, on Saturday down in Fort Worth, TCU an eight-and-a-half point favorite right now in that football game. Uh I just, last week, the line of that Texas and TCU game made no sense to me when we were sitting in here doing this show last Thursday. I feel like this eight and a half for TCU might be a little bit of an overcorrection. And that's not because, I think that TCU is a very good football team. And I think they proved that last week against Texas. But I think Kansas State has shown that they're a pretty dang good football team too. And uh, I mean, I think that's the game of the day in the Big 12, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm lockstep with you. And again, there are times where when you're sitting there scratching your head and wondering what is Vegas doing, that this seems really odd. A lot of times, if you go back and look at it a week later, you're like, ah, uh, they knew something that I did. Here in 2020, though, it's very valid to raise the idea of we we brought this up in the NFL uh, last hour. When we were talking about. Buffalo at Tennessee has an eight and a half point favorite line in the one place that came out for Buffalo on the road, but it's a really hard one to handicap because Tennessee, if the game is played, had to sit out a week. So uh, right now, trying to bet these games is 
Like it's it's not ever easy, but this season in particular, it can be really, really tough. Chris did do pretty well in his locks last week after we talked about that. I, I heard him on Monday run back through him. I think he, he went, he went, th- went three of five. Yeah, that's what I was And saying. he would have gone four of five if he'd taken my advice and, and gone the other way on the Indy uh, Bears one, but that's okay. Well, I think we've all learned by now that if we just took your advice more often, then, <laughs> then we'd probably be right a lot more. But, uh, all right, let's talk about this Texas and Oklahoma game, man. I mean, I, I don't think I have ever, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, I've never been less interested in a Red River shootout game. Uh, I mean, I just Oklahoma is a fine team, and and you have to think that they're going to bounce back. But I just feel like this is a game that's ripe for Texas after the way they lost last week. You know, they're a team with Sam Ellinger who's going to try and you know be a little bit more physical. And I just I still just don't think that that OU defense can handle teams like that. Um, and and I don't know. I mean, I maybe they'll. They'll reverse field, or maybe you know Spencer Rattler will come out and just be on fire. The over under is seventy two, which to me is, I mean that's a pretty that's like an old school Big Twelve number. Yeah, and I mean I I think I'd maybe even take the over, <laughs> honestly. I I just I think that that OU offense is that good, and I think that that OU defense on the same time is that bad. And what's crazy about that is is you mentioned that you've never had less interest in this rivalry game. And because of that, we can tell that you're not a hater because there are probably some people that are like loving this. Like, okay, so neither one of these teams is great. And in this matchup of traditional powerhouses that are kind of having off years, the idea that one of these teams is going to lose to the other and will have thrown in their face, man, you couldn't beat Oklahoma at their worst. Man, Texas isn't even good this year, and you weren't able to beat them. So there are a lot of people out there who are like, this game just doesn't have the flair that it typically does for me. But there are going to be some people on the opposite side that are like, man, this is the the game to watch because haters going to hate. Yeah, and I think that you know if you're a, a Big 12 fan, probably the best – scenario would be Oklahoma comes in and beats Texas and they both are one and two in the league through three games uh and at that point I mean I I would think that the idea of either one of those teams running the table I suppose they could uh I think that it would more or less eliminate them from the big 12 title game uh race right outside of something just crazy happening and you know I just I don't know man I mean I I I think it's going to be a, a steep hill for either one of these teams to be able to win the Big 12. And, you know, it's so stupid to me because you know that the whole conversation during this game, surrounding this game, is going to be about, oh, well, the Big 12 can't get a team in the playoff now and all that kind yep. of stuff. And it, and that's just one of those things that has really bothered me for the last week. And Gary Patterson talked a little bit on the Big 12 teleconference about this on Monday. And uh, it's just like everything for some reason – revolves around the playoff now and and I don't know how you look at it but I think for me as someone who is obviously an Iowa State guy I don't care at all I mean I just want Iowa State to win their games and if they win their games then I'll be happy so for the red rivalry game then is there from the Iowa State perspective is there a rooting interest or I'd say it's Oklahoma yeah, okay. Probably Oklahoma. All right. Thanks, Easy, for helping me out again on this week's show. No problem. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. And we will be back uh, on Saturday at 1130 with the Cyclone Fanatic Tailgate Program. You've been listening to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on the Morning Sports Station, 1460 KXNL.